0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Thanks for being here. Republican lawmakers at the state capitol would like to see the Detroit Public School Board ousted and replaced with a new Newly elected board. It's part of a proposed DPS overhaul that comes with more than $700 million for the floundering schools and it restructures the school district. Republican lawmakers have used a recent kickback scheme scandal among some DPS principals to bolster their claim that the state can and should make major changes. Here to talk about it is Chastity Pratt Dossie, who's a reporter from Bridge Magazine. She joins us every week on Wednesday. Welcome to Detroit Today. Welcome Hello, hello. Uh, And also joining us is Lamar Lemons, who is a member of the current Detroit School Board, a member at large, former state representative. Lamar, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious about your reaction. I, I can probably guess what it is, uh, to the idea that the board to which you were elected and have never really been able to serve because the uh, the school district has been under state control uh, for so long that somehow uh, your elected post ought to be sort of pushed aside. And, and we should be clear, they wouldn't Sort of get rid of that board. You would be in charge of the the new debt uh, debt ridden district that's sort of just there to pay down the debt, and a new board would be elected to manage the school district going forward. Is that a fair solution from your standpoint?
1: Of course not. If any, if there's any um, uh, 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 oversight that is needed, is oversight of the state. Remember, <laughs> all of these things. Happened over during the operation of the state. Actually, it falls directly. Just like in the case of Flint, it falls directly at the feet of the governor. The governor Snyder has been operating the Detroit Public School District through his emergency manager for his entire tenure over half a decade. So how can you hold anybody else responsible when you have all the power? It's absurd.
0: Well, we should also make clear that uh, DPS was put under emergency management by Jennifer Granholm, the previous well, well, governor. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: That's not quite correct.
0: Well, That's sure it is. Correct. It was no, in well, 2009, okay. Lamar.
1: Okay. Uh, remember, I, I think I know a little bit about this. Well. What, what happened <laughs> under uh, Jennifer Granholm, the board was put under emergency financial manager. Sure. The emergency and then they financial changed the
0: law. You're right. You're right.
1: And, okay. the emergency financial manager had limited authority over academics, even though he exercised that of, of academic authority, and yeah. was found in a court of law to have caused... To be out
0: of bounds. You're right. You're right. To,
1: not only out of bounds, to caused <laughs> irreparable harm <laughs> to the district, both well, academically and financial. Lamar, uh,
2: not everyone is is totally up to speed as you and we are. (laughs) Just to give people a little more history, we know that in 1999, Governor uh, Engler uh, in in the legislature changed the law and had a takeover of sorts, of different sorts, of the school district in 1999 and at that time, the school district did not have a deficit. And then there was 2009, as you explained, where the emergency financial manager was put in place um, and and that uh, during, what, three years of an elected school board, the, the deficit grew. But the deficit yeah. has uh, totally, continued to grow. totally well, well, grown under emergency management.
1: Oh, hold on right there. Hold on right there.
2: The, we the, only got a few the, minutes. Let's not go down history. We yeah. got other questions. <laughs> 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 we give people let me, the basics here. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but let, me, but let me get clarity, because even though the deficit quota happened under the uh, elected board, first of all, there was a deficit when the board... Took over the district in July of 2006. Well, but
0: remember, there was also a $200 million allocation from the state to take care of that, that, that deficit. That, right?
2: No, there was, no, there was a, a bond that was sold. No, no, there was a bond. We're getting in the weeds here, though, Lamar. One incorrect. thing that I was. Uh, I, th- th- see, I, I, I was see there, see, there. I covered it. it I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm <laughs> totally clear oh, on it. But what I'm hoping that we can. We only got five minutes, Lamar. Okay, Let's talk a little bit about the legislation moving forward.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead, Lamar.
1: Okay. Uh, first of all, we want to say that the, uh, the deficit uh, was created by the state with encumbrances over $1.1 $1. 1 billion. And when, the, when they passed the bond, by the time the district took financial control, which is in July, not, not, not uh, January, so when the board came in from the 205, it, the district appeared, and this is where you get it wrong, Steve, it appeared to be uh, uh, temporarily balanced, but in reality, it was. By the time they took it over financially in July, it was in deficit caused by the state.
2: Well, one thing a lot of people are clear on is that now the state yeah. owns this debt it because the debt a lot and, pays of- it.
0: and and I think I think w- w- what what I'm really interested in hearing from you, Lamar, is. What your plans would be? Let's say, let's What's say the first they kept. Thing you're gonna do? <laughs> let's say they kept the school board that we have, that that's elected, in charge of the new school district. Uh, give us an idea of of what the plan going forward would and should look like from from your standpoint. Well,
1: that, that, that's a, a very complicated question, but I would say, first of all, we would reduce class size. We uh, we that, that would be the, the first thing, and and there our finances. I know you. That's, you don't want to get in the weeds, but if uh, the we know that there, the the uh, the district has the ability uh, to first of all generate money. Our district had one hundred fourteen million dollars surplus. We could have that again uh,
0: at the current at the current population level with the current number the of cur- schools.
1: Uh, let, let me say this. You think the the that's possible? Lost, let me say this uh-huh. Quick, real real clearly. The district lost one hundred thirty thousand students from uh, nineteen sixty six to uh, to 1999 uh-huh. and it had a 114 million dollar surplus. I just want to point that out. So under so under declining rapid declining enrollment, the district was still able to manage itself in such a way that it had a surplus.
0: And you think that's still possible today?
1: It is still very much possible. Number one, we will recapture a large percentage, which is why they're trying to do everything they can to handicap the district. We will recapture those those students that are now in charter schools. You
0: would by by doing what?
1: But, but first of all, by reducing class size, by bringing back programs, by having parent engagement, because currently under the Detroit Public Schools, uh District, there is no real parental engagement because everything is controlled. No one has to listen to anybody but the governor, just as in the case of
2: Flint. Well, you know, one thing um, people have said. Uh, very publicly, is that under state emergency management, the school board, obviously we know, hasn't had very much power, but there's not been an academic plan set forth by the board that would engender that, or uh, that uh, I, I, I'm trying to set you up here, <laughs> 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 that would say, you know, let's give them power back. Talk to me about your academic plan.
1: Well, first of all, let me say this. we, the district, with uh, the state, and this is something else Stephen misses, uh, David Adamani, when he reported back, he was the first reform CEO. Yes. When he reported back to the legislature, he reported back that Detroit was the number one district in the country for free and reduced lunch over 100,000 students. And that's something that that they just glossed over. So although we not, well, were not competing with middle class yeah. schools, we were not competing with middle class schools. Right. We were the best in the nation. For, for, for yeah. The- well, I mean, Lamar.
0: Lamar. The truth is, I, I mean, I covered the district for two and a half years in the mid 1990s and saw okay. all of these problems up close then we had all of those problems then if you go back and read the clips that i wrote then but we were still struggling with some of these questions uh, that we have now and i guess my question to you is what will be different and i'm asking that not just as somebody who covered this in the mid-1990s and writes about it now i'm asking this as someone who lives in the city and has children has to educate kids in this city well,
1: well first of all let me say the, the, the number one thing that we did that was uh, that that was that is that we created uh, application schools that were uh, that were uh, that were performing above, far above the state level. So if you compare our application schools, like in your neighborhood, the Chrysler School, it uh-huh. is a waiting list. An elected board would create a Chrysler too, and were, was extremely high and gifted. That's what we would do. We would, would compete for these students where before the elected board in the '90s did not have to compete. We would compete, and right. we would get our students back. Yeah. So this, there would not be a waiting list for Chrysler. There may be a waiting list. You would for,
0: expand. You would expand would options expand like those,
1: that. Uh, those schools, just, just as we talked about Flick, I, and I happen to be a former legislator who uh, created the enabling legislation which allowed for the uh, the DIA, the All Girls Academy, a stellar school, and the Frederick Douglass School. So we would expand upon that model. Not to mention the Flick that was started, the Base that was started. And have been uh, and and um, the open orthopedic—all o- o- sure. were created by an elected school board.
0: Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Chastity pratt who a reporter from Bridge Magazine who joins us every week to talk education, and Lamar Lemons, who is a member of the elected school board here in Detroit, the board that has not had control of the district for the entire time it's been elected because the school district has been under state control. We're talking about whether that board should get control of the new district going forward and what would happen uh, if they... Did uh, Lamar? Let me ask you about the superintendent uh, role. Um, mm-hmm. w- the the the, the there is a temporary superintendent in in charge now, Alicia Merriweather. She's a longtime teacher uh, and and administrator in the district. If if the new board were in control, is that someone you would keep, or do you think that there's you have another kind of leader in mind?
1: Well, uh, you know, ideally we would get uh, uh, we would uh, well. Let me say this. First and foremost, we were to interview and, and, um, the, uh, all candidates for superintendent. I will say, however, uh, Lisa Mer- Merriweather has not met with the board. We still do meet. And believe it. even though we all have very, very limited uh, authority, we do still have some authority. Yeah. And most importantly, the parents still come to our meetings to complain, even though we have, they don't understand that we don't have the authority. So the superintendent, if, she, uh, if this current superintendent had any goodwill, she would at least come to these school board meeting, meetings, which all superintendents are required to do in a normal uh, capacity. But we would interview any and all our candidates.
2: You know what? Um, some people might not realize and because the state gave uh, Detroit schools like, what, $48 million to um, make sure that the school district can continue to operate and won't run out of money. People don't realize that that money only lasts through June 30th. So between now and June 30th, there's probably most likely going to be <laughs> some action on this, um, yeah. this legislation, this legislation that ties um, debt relief for DPS to um, maybe having an elected school board that's in power. Talk to me about this idea of a Detroit Education Commission, because that's been a huge debate in in, uh, Lansing, too, that's tied up with these bills. Some folks want a Detroit Education Commission. That would be a level of bureaucracy that would decide when and where schools open and close in Detroit. What do you think of that?
1: Uh, Quite frankly, the Detroit Education Commission is nothing but a mere power grab by the mayor, who, who during his campaign, because he had been an officer with the EAA, he said, I don't want the mayor. It has nothing to do with education, and I don't want education draw, uh, 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 dragged into the, uh, into the mayor's campaign. And now he's trying to backdoor mayoral control through an education commission, which would require uh, the, the opening and closing of schools to go through him, which would require the contractors and the bonding to go through him.
0: Well, so, uh, here's a, here's a question, and we've only got about uh, forty five seconds left on the show, and I, I apologize for that. But but do you feel like the Detroit Education Commission is a way to to help rein in some of the charter schools, which are which are operating pretty well unregulated in the in the city? I mean, if you if you had that, wouldn't that make the the playing field more level for DPS? Uh, absolutely schools? not. You don't feel okay? It, it, it's a way to uh, uh,
1: take local tax dollars. And funnel into selective charges of the mayors of the mayor's uh, choice, which are, who, and, uh, by the way, many of whom are contributors to contributors to his campaign.
0: Okay, all right, Lamar Lemons, member of the Detroit School Board, member at large of the Detroit School Board, former state representative. Thank you very much for being here on Detroit today. We will have you back to talk about this uh, issue again, and of course, Chastity Pratt-Dawsey. Thank you as always for joining us to talk education. See you
2: next week. Alright,
0: that's gonna do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow. Hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. I'll see you tomorrow.